Episode 14 of the Dogs of War podcast is brought to you by, you guessed it, Zabo Apparel Company. Look, we've told you this a thousand times. You will not go to a Browns game or any Cleveland sporting event without seeing a Zabo t-shirt. I wore the Scottish Hammer t-shirt, which by the way, all proceeds from that go to charity, on a cross-country flight last week and got about 3,000 compliments. It's awesome stuff. Go check it out. It's veteran-owned, Cleveland-based, S-Z-A-B-O apparel.com. We got another episode here today to reflect on the latest Browns game, if you can call it that. We're going to talk about Denver. We have a great Munilab payphone, and we're going to talk about the upcoming Bills game. Buckle up. Here we go. Oh, and one more thing. Before you do anything else, whatever you're listening to this podcast on, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, whatever, Please rate and subscribe to this podcast, Dogs of War. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Buckle up, and away we go. 18 seconds left. He's got the snap. Back the pass. Up in the pocket, shooting it long and deep, and it's picked off. They got it. Terrence Mitchell's got it, and it's all over here now. They can't take it away anymore. 11 seconds left to go. Mitchell takes the football. He's going to run it down to the best fans, the most patient fans. With closed eyes, allow yourself to rest comfortably into your breathing. Feel yourself within your body, relaxing fully. Take a deep breath in fully into your belly and relax into the exhale. Feel the support beneath you as you... Is this working for you? No, Kevin, nothing works for me. This podcast doesn't work for me. My Instagram account doesn't work for me. Friends and family and loved ones don't work for me. What about you? So last week, Raleigh and I tried writing poems to let our feelings out and and get through that loss. This week, we tried self-guided meditation Yeah, from like YouTube videos. That's what you're just listening to right there. That's not working. Nothing's working. Only my only my good buddy Light has ever taken care of me in times like these. Nothing is working. Except you people who are still for some reason listening to this. God bless you all. Welcome to episode 14 of the Dogs of War podcast. I am Kevin. And I am your co-host, Raleigh. Actually, I'm the host. You're the co-host. Wait, let me talk about something that happened a couple weeks ago. I wanted to talk about it. I forget the girl's name, but after Ooh. the... <laughs> Easy, ladies. I have a roommate, Kate. We'll talk about her later. Um, after the Seahawks game, I was depressed, as we all were. And this girl came up to me and said, Are you the Dogs of War podcast? And I was like, Yes. And I just gave her a bigger hug and started crying softly because I needed that reassurance. But shout out you, whatever your name is again. I think it was Lindsay or Amanda or something and her boyfriend. Did I talk about that at some other episode? No, I'm glad because I was hoping that would turn into a shout out and not just a a humble brag. No, it was both. It was both, dude. Humble brags make me feel better. So let's get into yesterday. The Browns went to the Mile High Stadium. And lost. 
and lost 24 to 19 to the Denver Broncos. The Broncos continue to be the bane of the Browns' existence for how many decades now? Oh, we beat them last year. One way year. or another. Yeah, I feel like we kind of got – that loss probably hurt. God, there were like five different losses this year that hurt so bad. So, I know last week I said uh, I'm off the Freddy train. I am driving the anti-Freddy bus now. What do you call that? Is there a term for it? I have no idea. Look, not to knock Freddy as a guy. Great dude. Everyone likes him. He's funny looking. He's a funny guy. Good Southern boy. But you cannot go from a running back running back coach to offensive coordinator to a head coach, a first-time coach in the NFL in a span of eight months. It just doesn't work. Here's our problem. We were so enticed and so distracted by all these new shiny toys that we had for the first time on the Cleveland Browns. I'm talking about Odell Beckham. I'm talking about Kareem Hunt. I'm talking about a quarterback that looked great the second half of last year. And for the first time, we said, hey, maybe we got something here. And we did not think to put enough weight or focus on the fact that, hey, yeah, Baker and this guy clicked at the end of last year. But he's a first-time coach with one of, on paper, the most talented rosters in the NFL, with one of, on paper, the best defenses in the NFL, arguably the best athlete in Odell Beckham on God's green earth. This was never a recipe for success. And we are all, I, I, I can't, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. All right. So on the other side of that, if they brought in some new coach or some veteran coach that got fired by some other team and then we suck they're gonna say wow why didn't we use the guy that worked that it worked with last year and then you're equally screwed from a management standpoint so just calling a fair game here yeah it didn't work with freddie but i still think it was the right call so here's the problem though i keep debating i, I freddie's not the guy we, we we figured that out we got that for he's sure not, he's not the guy i think I mean, I, it'll never happen, but, God, I wish he could just go down to being OC. And yeah. we, and, but that's not going to happen in the middle of the season. I don't want Freddie as the coach, but I also do not want to fire another coach halfway through the season. Kind of puts you between a rock and a hard place there, Kevin, because something's happening. Yesterday was – I might have been exaggerating, and I think a lot of people I talked to felt like this, so maybe a lot of people did – I felt lower after yesterday's loss than I did after any loss the 0-16 season. That's that's the damn truth. I, I was thinking about that. There, there was a point in the 0-16 season, though, relatively quick, where you kind of just realized, well, it's irrelevant now. Might as well just... like When you go into a game not expecting them to win, I've expected them to win every game this year, except maybe the Patriots. And have just been met with gut-wrenching defeat. Expectations are a nightmare. We've never had them with the Browns before. Maybe some flashes here or there coming into a season or whatever. But having them this year, you know, second-year quarterback who looked great last year. By the way, I'm not putting yesterday's loss on Baker. There's a lot more that went into yesterday than him. We'll get into that. But to come into the season with all the expectations we did – that's what make these hurt so much more. Yeah, that, that was We're supposed to be winning games like this. 
against a Denver Broncos team who's two and six coming into yesterday <laughs> with a quarterback who was taking his first NFL snap <laughs> yesterday right away. I tweeted this last week. I said, if we lose to Brandon Allen, that's it for you, boy, for the rest of the season. Obviously, that's just my Twitter fingers talking, but it was so perfectly set up to be such a trademark Cleveland Browns loss with it being a first-time quarterback in the league. A guy who had to stretch his hands, true story, at the NFL Combine just to get coaches to eat or scouts to even notice him or, or make him count. Swear to God, go read about it. So that's where I'm at right now. Why I have so many questions. Why is Chubb on the sidelines for some of the biggest plays for the third and ones, the fourth and three, whatever the hell they are? You look over and Chubb's just standing there on the sideline. I don't know much about football, the analytics of it. I don't pretend to. I read a lot. I try to pretend to understand of it. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist or some advanced stats geek or even Bill Belichick to realize that maybe we should have Nick Chubb in the game on big plays like that. We kept going empty backfield so many times yesterday, and it's such a pattern this year. Uh, Odell, again, maybe the best athlete on God's green God's green earth. Is that right? Yeah. He's been targeted in the red zone three times this year. That's not even in the top 100 most targeted wide receivers in the NFL this season in the red zone. Him and Jarvis have one touchdown apiece. Uh, you got them coming in. I don't want to talk about this a whole lot because it's been on ESPN and every blog all day. The cleats. You guys know by now. Like, okay, do any of us really care about cleats? No. If anything, I want the cleats to be the one thing the NFL does not regulate. They, you know, they regulate everything from pants to the towel you wear to jersey to everything else. I would love the cleats to be a free game. I think that'd be awesome. It's some real showing of the the true player, you know, their personality and whatnot. I, honestly, it helps me keep track of who's who. That too. But, like, you guys know the rules. You know this is going to cause a shitstorm. For those of you living under a rock... Odell and Jarvis were told by the league at halftime to change the cleats they had on or they couldn't play the second half. Odell was wearing a pair of clown shoes, literally clown painted sneakers from the Joker. Yeah. And Odell had some off color brown or orange shoes on. So just stuff like that makes you really wonder, you know, again, I've talked about this before in this podcast, a coach like Belichick, a coach like Tomlin, Guys that play on teams with those guys running the locker room would never pull something like that. You can't get away with stuff like that. An absolute clown show, pun intended, come at me. So that's why I just wonder, again, part of me just says, it's just cleats, who gives a shit? The other part of me says, does Freddie really have the upper hand in this locker room? Do they truly respect him as a coach where they're actually going to follow rules and come out ready to go? I don't know. So that's where I'm at right now. That's all I can say. I thank God we didn't record this right after the game last night. <laughs> I had a little time to cool off. We tried doing some self-guided meditation. That didn't help. So that's where we're at. You want to talk about uh, Mr. Whitehead? 
Oh, so we wow. had a casualty on the locker room real Self-inflicted quick. Self-inflicted career suicide. Let me follow. The- First off, he did have a crazy bad missed tackle that led to a touchdown. I, two. Yeah. Hold on. I got to find the freaking While well, Rowley's pulling that up, for those of you still living under a rock, just in case, Jermaine Whitehead, defensive player for the Browns, went on Twitter in the locker room after the game last night, still in pads, and threatened to kill. Hold on. Hold on. Let's not take – let's not pair. That's why I'm looking up the tweet. He said something racist and mean that implied getting clapped, if you will, which I think means – To Dustin Fox. To Dustin Fox, who – Reads my DMs, but doesn't respond to him, so shame on you, Dustin. Uh, he threatened to, essentially, he threatened, he said some bad things to Dustin Fox and some fans and wouldn't shut up, even after a PR person or a team rep in the locker room was trying to take his phone away. So while Riley's looking up what he was saying, uh, yeah, oh, again, uh, legally, this is all allegedly, maybe someone hacked his account. Wink, wink. But he yeah. was cut this morning by the Browns, and rightfully so. So, Dustin Fox said something like the tackling effort by Jermaine Whitehead was absolutely atrocious. And and it was. It was a terrible missed tackle. And in response to Fox's criticism, Whitehead wrote, Come get it in blood, bitch-made-ass little boy. <laughs> I'm out there with a broke hand. Don't get smoked, <laughs> which don't get smoked, I think, means uh, don't get shot. Uh, perhaps. Maybe. We can't confirm or deny. C- cannot confirm or deny. Uh, wait a minute. What version of this? There's definitely a there was definitely a cracker in there at one point. That he was sent like 100 part. tweets of different fans, oh. and it wasn't all the dozen Fox. Okay. He said, I'm going to kill you, B-word. That's on blood to another Twitter user, which I, I can't even read it. But it was super angry. It was borderline racist-y, maybe. I don't know. I don't make the rules. But they made an example out of him, and he got cut. Jermaine, thank you for your service. So, to sum up yesterday, we lost in Denver, a game, another game we should have won. And we're racist. A player said some racist things on Twitter and made some threats. We have players that are getting in trouble for wearing the wrong cleats. And now we sit at two and six. The Miami mother effing Dolphins have one less win than us. If we lose to that team, I will live tape myself at the 480 bridge and <laughs> jump off. No, Kevin, I won't let you. Okay, I'm just kidding. We need a season two for this podcast. Here we go. It's Buffalo Bills week. Let's put Denver behind us, dead and buried. Let's go. Talk about some positive stuff Buffalo unrelated Bills. to football. Yeah, well, we have to. Buffalo Bills are coming in this week. Good news on this: Kareem Hunt is back. Oh, unstoppable! Kareem Hunt is back in his press conference today. Freddie said he will absolutely play a role in that game. Thank God, not that we need it, but give us something different going on here. The Bills are coming in at six and two. Total opposite of us. They are a very good team. And, yes, we are right now favored by a few points. We are at home, finally, first time in a few weeks. But I don't know. You know, Josh Allen, he's no Tom Brady, but this team has been very good this year. Then again, the uh, AFC East is a joke outside of the Patriots. So, I don't know. Thoughts? I, I, I have no idea. Please don't lose. 
please don't lose. I don't have the ability to predict a Browns win right now. It's I keep doing things differently to change things up, and they haven't worked. Instead of wearing my Miles Garrett jersey, I wore a sweatshirt that says "Believe in the Browns." First time I wore it all year, didn't help. We lost. It's going to be one of those outrageous, like stupid twenty to nineteen or twenty-one to seven, just something so close and dumb that we it's win. going to haunt us that we lose. Uh, well, all right, let's get to some silver linings, positive shit. Might as well. Uh, if we keep losing, you guys, and we keep barely losing, then that means we get a sick draft pick, we get a new head coach, and what what was the Niners' record last year? I mean, they had one of the first picks in the draft, and now yeah, they're, they're undefeated. Pick. Where, is that Khalil pick next year? The Khalil the pick? Or is that this year? Uh, that, that has nothing to do with the Niners. I'm thinking of Raiders. Raiders. I'll cut that out. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they were terrible. Turned it around. Made some off-season moves. And we're going to do the same thing if we end up sucking. I, I don't know. I'm so confused right now emotionally, physically, mentally. They were 4-12 and 12 last year. 4-12 and 12 last year. All right. So, we go do one better. We go 3-13, and 13, get an even higher draft pick, and just – win back-to-back Super Bowls. Look, at the end of the day, and I, I got to get a little more perspective here. One, there's no way we're going 3-13. I, I can't I can't sleep at night thinking about that. I'm just We're kidding. halfway through the season. We have eight games left. I, I know. It was a joke. NFL is a joke. Why? Because the Ravens smoked the Patriots last night. I don't want to talk about and that. And we smoked the Ravens in their house. The NFL makes no sense. Never has, never will. But one thing you can always set your watch to is the Browns. Until it changes, are still the Browns. Whatever. I can't talk about the Browns anymore, this Denver game. Bills are coming up. We'll hope for the best. How was that Halloween? Uh, Halloween. Halloween was whatever. Um, Ooh. Did you dress up? I did not. But as a serious note, kind of, I think there's a rat in our apartment. Like you heard it? No. Saw it? So... We're, we have a wedding this weekend. Uh, Kate's, Congratulations. Kate's, nah, it wasn't me and Kate. It was her best friend. Oh. Uh, congrats, Scott. Congrats, Siegel. Or Jess, rather. They're on their honeymoon. Magical wedding. Fantastic. Saturday night, excuse me, Friday night, we come back from the rehearsal dinner. And in a banana, in our little fruit bowl thing, there's some nibbles out of it. And I'm like, oh, I think we have a mouse. Kate starts freaking out. Like, she's she's not like putting on a show she's not dramatic she's standing on a chair she she was like shook she was tearing up and she was so nervous i was like oh like and i'm in a weird situation because i want to make fun of her but that's not gonna like do anything for me or our relationship so she's like in bed scared and i'm like okay we'll deal with this tomorrow next morning i drop her and a friend off at the hotel where they're having the actual wedding for to get dressed with all the other bridesmaids, whatever. I come back, the other banana, much bigger chew marks in it, much bigger. Ooh, I know. I'm strikes like, again. Ooh, we upgraded from mouse to rat. So I tell that to Kate on Sunday, right before the Browns got beat, and she is like shivering. She was looking in drawers. I, I saw her doing it today. She's opening drawers, nervous that a rat is going to jump out at her, which is kind of funny, but also kind of messed up, but also kind of funny. And I'm thinking in my head right now, 
do I go to some store and get like a rubber rat? I mean, obviously I'm going to deal with this rat situation with critter control, whatever. But if I got a rat, rubber rat, and put it in a drawer, would she react to it? She might stab you with a knife in the kitchen or kill you in your sleep. <laughs> I know. Like, I like where your head's at because I, I, like, maybe let me do that. Like, let me come in and be the guy with the mouse that hides it somewhere. No, she'll still think I did it, and I'll I'll be the first one stabbed. But I'll be th- like I'll I'll be there when she finds it. Like we'll put it somewhere. And be like, hey Kate, can you go get the? Hey Kate, grab me a beer, will you? Yeah. <laughs> she won't suspect anything. Oh man, but then you know what? She might actually collapse. Yeah, she'll either she might just keel over and die. She'll have a heart. And then attack. you got to pay double rent. She'll kill both of double rent would suck. Yeah, but I'm thinking if I did it. While I was at work or something, how long would it be till she actually laughed at it? And I think it would be like two and a half months. Well, I think she might just scream and run away and then not go back. So she might not even think. Oh, she calls me. Yeah. And I, so she's then in the, I like grab she's it. Now I'm a hero like again. Standing on the toilet, like freaking out. <laughs> and then you either run home, be the hero and pretend you got it and killed it. Or you got to tell her on the phone that it's a fake rat and she's still too scared to go in the kitchen the rest of the day. She stands on the toilet for eight hours. Yeah. I mean, it is funny. It's funny for those listening. It's funny for you. But you guys, if I did this, it would be two and a half weeks before I am allowed to laugh at it because she would be so mad and so freaked out. Oh, she would. I would be her whipping. It's two and a half weeks on the couch for you. I love to sleep, but on the couch, personally. I'm, on the, I'm a couch guy. I like the couch. But, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at outside of Browns-related stuff. Speaking of funny, the Munilab payphone was outstanding. Thanks again to everyone for calling in. Let's get into it. Leave a message. Leave a message. You know, especially after that Broncos game last night, I just like to get some fireball, sit down in the back of my couch, and just go at it. Because that's what this whole Brown season has been for me. Just sit down, fireball, hang over, repeat. All right, guys. So, today's Monday. It's about 7.30 p.m. And we took a big, fat loss yesterday to the Denver Broncos to some guy named Brandon Allen. Now, I'm not saying this kid can't play, man. He was swinging the ball around. He had a pretty good uh, couple of throws. That one to Sutton on Denzel was pretty nasty. You know, and I'm not trying to give them no credit at all. So, so, so you know, don't take this the wrong way, but it's just unbelievable to me that we are a 2-6 and six football team. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> And everybody's calling for Freddie to get fired. And, you know, I understand. I'm not going to argue that because, in my opinion, with the talent on the roster, he should be fucking fired, man. I mean, Lord Almighty, you got you got potentially two of the best 10 15, to 15 receivers in the, in the whole entire NFL, right? You have a purple running back that is, that is just, a, just a fucking powerhouse. We got Big Green coming back. And we can't win. It's just mind-boggling to me, and and, and I, I sit here and I try to think, you know, what do I do on days like this to make myself feel better? Because it always, always, always just gets so old and repetitive. 
waking up on Monday a fucking loser, man. So, you know, I don't really have a good answer as to what I do when we lose the game. All I can really say is that it fucks my world up until the following week. And, you know, you wake up on Sunday and you're happy and you're ready to go and you're fired up and you're thinking, oh, this is the day, this is, this is the big day. And we just fucking suck, man. <sighs> With that being said, I love Cleveland Browns. I love everything about our football team. I love, I love John Dorsey. I love every player we have on the squad. I love, I love all of our coaches. I love the opportunity to be a Cleveland Browns fan. But something has to give, man. We are too damn good to be where we're at. The Miami Dolphins got one less win than us. The Miami Dolphins. They don't even have a fucking quarterback, man. They don't even have a quarterback. They got Jim Bob fucking Samuels out here throwing the ball, swinging it around. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So, with that being said, my name's Brady Sherby. I love Cleveland Browns. And one day, just maybe one day, I'll stop coming more than two Uh, this is Kyle from Georgia here. Browns fan for 19 years. What I do after a loss like this, uh, I die a little bit inside each day. But then I drink beer and raise hell. Go Browns. Hey, well, uh, I'd like to say we had, uh, our expectations were a little bit, uh, too high, but, um, the, the fact that, uh, the Steelers, even though their Hall of Fame quarterback is out and we are still behind them, they're four and four, we are two and six. And their their entire team has been riddled with injuries. I mean, I, I don't. And we don't have, besides Njoku, Njoku, we have no reason to be where we are. I, I it, it's it's not even like that. It's not even that like it should have happened. It's just it, I don't know. I you can't. I, I'm actually speechless. It, it really makes no sense. And I think you have to look at John Dorsey and the fact that. Uh, we all like Freddie Kitchens as a guy, but I think as a coach, I, I, I don't think there was a worse decision we could have gone with. And I'm kind of scared now because I don't know what the future has. And uh, I'm also scared that we don't have a franchise QB. Um, we have to win out to do anything this year, and that will not happen. So uh, I guess back to being uh, back to being the Browns. Well. Thanks for the quality content, guys, and uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> MVP is the Georgia guy and the fireball guy. So we have a lot of co-beer half-full, bottle half-full drinkers when it comes to the Browns? Yep. Thanks again for calling in. We appreciate it. So that's it. That pretty much sums up Episode 14, that sums up all we got. We got a big game coming up. Look – Let's just keep it a buck. The season's pretty much over, uh, but if we lose this weekend, we're probably it's mathematically eliminated. Absolutely over, like for real, for real. So keep the hopes high. We're home for once in a long time. And for those of you on the bandwagon, don't you goddamn think about leaving for a second? This is what being a Browns fan is. You knew what it was. Pain, it's nightmares. It is what it is. But as always. We'll be there next Sunday. So will you. So until then, good night, Cleveland.
Cleveland rests his head on a pillow, make the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, Cleveland, maybe they'll do a little better next Sunday. Oh, yeah.